Bright Ideas for Your Business with Amy Blaine, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Bright Ideas for Your Business with Amy Blaine is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Amy Blaine. This is Amy Blaine with Bright Ideas for Your Business, and I am happy to be able to welcome Jeff Hershey, internet marketing guy that I've known for many years. I have been working with him in a little more personal way lately with some consulting, and I know that he's got a great story about his experience with his business, his various businesses throughout the years. And he also has a very interesting backstory in that. And I'll let you, you know, explain your backstory. But he sure. uh, was a fighter pilot, which I think, and, and again, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think that has influenced how you have approached the rest of your life and definitely the way you do business. So maybe yeah, you can tell us a backstory about Jeff Hershey and where you started and how that, you know, influenced where you are today. Awesome. Thanks, Amy. Uh, thanks everybody that's listening to this, watching this, this podcast and, and this episode. Um, my name is Jeff Schwert. I go by Jeff Hershey in, in the marketing space. Hershey was my call sign um, when I was an F-16 pilot. Put that and my last name together. It's a funny little story. You can probably figure it out as you go. Um, for me, so my biggest thing was I wanted to be a fighter pilot since I was about 10 years old. Um, with a little luck, timing, and you know, just a little bit of skill, I was able to actually you know achieve my dream. A lot of luck and timing in that. Um, and like you said, Amy, my background has molded um, where I've gone in, in my business and, and the direction um, that we've gone. Because for us, it's we are very decisive. We are very focused on where we want. Uh, we have the, the discipline of hey, look, we're gonna we're gonna keep the path of where we're going because we decided that we're gonna dedicate our focus for a specific amount of time in this direction to see what happens. So the biggest thing for, for me is I have to do the one dream job that I want to do in, in my life. Um, I was able to achieve that. Unfortunately, I blew a disc in my back in uh, July of 2007, had surgery uh, the first week after Labor Day in September of 2007, thought I was going to get back in the jet and then that wasn't going to happen. My disc re-slipped and I just didn't, couldn't get the second surgery in time. And then basically medically retired after that. Now, for me, this is where I start to like relate to a lot of the folks that are potentially listening to this or, or business owners or entrepreneurs is I basically had to go really early in, in my career in life into a second act, had to reinvent who I was, what I was going to do. Um, and I had really started an online marketing business from my laptop in, in a hospital bed in, in recovery um, because I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't have a plan. I mean, I was doing what my plan was for the rest of my life. Um, and, and I was happy to be doing that. And then, you know, a lot of that changed, right? In, in one fateful summer. But I think now for me, reflecting back 15 years plus, it's going to be for the better. Um, I took a lot that I learned um, out of, you know, following checklists, having systems and processes and procedures, and really for the lowest common denominator, making sure that you had everything in place so that you don't have to worry if I have somebody else come into my business or I work with um, somebody else, they know exactly what our mission is and, and what our core values are as a company, as, as a business, because we make it very clear upfront of who we are, 
what we're doing, why we're doing it to help those type of business owners, help those fellow entrepreneurs, aspiring digital agencies, whatever it is, because they can say, all right, so they have a focus of who they're helping. They clearly define who that is. They've got faith in the effort that they're putting in. They're going to do that for a specific set of time and then stay disciplined to it through the entire uh, process. So I took a lot of the stuff that we were able to do of like, hey, we want to tackle this in a certain period of time. We want to make sure that we have something that if there's continuity for somebody else to come on board into my business, it was already in place. And we were able to basically just stamp the next person in, into that place for all the different companies and projects that I have. Because I do manage a couple of different things. And to be able to do that, you've really got to be clear on what each one does and, and stay in the lanes without kind of just becoming you know, a car wreck going back and forth, like bumping into each other and going. So those systems and processes and checklists and, and what we've been able to do and implement is, has really helped me as, as we've gone. I know you started out in software, mm-hmm. is SaaS software. Yeah. And I do, and do you do that still? Is that correct? Or have you? I know oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you say I'm a serial SaaS entrepreneur. Um, yeah, so I started out uh, very early on, not in software. I've evolved into that. Um, for me, it was like we were trying to figure out how to do the whole make money online thing back in 2007 when, when YouTube was brand new and, and video marketing was, was brand new. So we were doing that. And then we started getting asked like how to do it. And we're teaching others how to do it. And then what I was able to do from there was say, hey, I've got to compete with all the other folks that are now selling products similar to mine. Um, and I was introduced to a company that could do like some smaller products some smaller tools and, and software for me. And that's where I kind of got hooked because I was able to either accelerate the overall success of my student or the person using my tool. Um, I was able to get faster results for, for myself. And then going through that process and, and what we were doing was really like, and testing out if we could sell software is, is what it wound up being. Um, so then from that point forward, we had a couple of little small tools, whether it be for like video submitters, um, lead generation for in the local market, things like that. And kind of took those, did a, a little bit of a website building company for a little while that I exited out of um, in, in the hosting space. And that took me into when I started really getting into what's known as like white label SaaS, which is software as a service that somebody else can license and purchase and use, and then put their own brand on it and sell it as a white label version of my platform. So a partner and I decided we were going to create one in the reputation space. I kind of had a little bit of the flow set up and he had had a process and we made the software. Um, we started selling it. So what we learned from, from that was, hey, if you're able to do a one-to-many approach where you're selling and helping digital agencies thrive and survive, we can also help the small businesses and the economy in the reputation management space. We took and we built that over about a five-year period from the actual initial release to exit. And we exited that company in February of 2019 um, for a pretty significant amount and basically decided, hey, I'm in SaaS for good. Um, This is a great business model for me. Um, I like the ability to get the multiple out there and I can really start helping small businesses. So what I did from that point forward was I continued and rebuilt my brand um, for for who I was under the Jeff Hershey brand. And we created different products and and, and services under that where we could help small business owners and digital agencies that help service those small business owners 
generate either leads um, or be able to basically post their social media accounts um, so that they're keeping their social media active to qualify those leads, to bring back dead money out of the business. Um, we've got a bunch of different things that we set up with, all because I learned over the years that, hey, if you can build something to solve a problem um, and do it in a way that other folks can you know, profit from it by helping those small business owners, we can do really well. And, and we were able to do that. We're able to create products and services for those smaller digital agencies that can't afford to build their own. They don't want to go spend you know, a couple thousand dollars a month on a product or service where they don't even have a client yet. So we really do fill a gap in that new to 10K a month space for a lot of the agencies. And we even have some larger agencies in there as well, but we do fill a gap for those that are basically, hey, I'm thinking about working with a small business owner. And if they're able to sell one, two, three accounts, they've covered their costs and they're a profit. So they're never going to leave us. So we set up a system where knowing that the pain point of a lot of these agencies didn't have a solution to offer, or they didn't work comfortable in selling a solution with a bigger name's brand on it without their own branding or logo or their agency name on it. So we're able to create multiple solutions for them to go out there and solve some of the bigger problems for those small businesses. Well, talk about the the software that you have, you know, your marketing right now. I know you launched a new, well, actually it's a program with a couple of pieces of software that go with it. So I've got um, our core four program. That's what I like to call it, where it's the four levers that you can pull for almost any business. Normally, I say you can pull two for any business and you can pull four for most home service type businesses. So we do focus a little heavier in that niche, but we're not pigeonholed into just only working with home service companies. So the first lever is response. What we do is we make sure that the lead that's looking for that business at the time that they're hottest gets a response in one to five minutes. That's highly important because after that five minutes, your chances of actually capturing and closing that deal drops significantly. So how do we do that? We create a website widget. We connect to their Google business profile to include their get a quote button if they have one and their chat, their Facebook page for their business. So that means their direct messages, their get a quote button if they have any lead ads coming in for the Facebook page, their WhatsApp, their Instagram, their Twitter account if they have one, um, as well as inbound text messaging calling as well. So basically anywhere that somebody could be messaging inbound for that business, we're setting it up so that they can quickly get captured into our system and the owner or the agent, the sales agent of that business gets a text message right there on the spot, right there on their smartphone, and they can read and click and see what's going on and communicate with that lead without having to log in anywhere. So a lot of the businesses that we work with, like I said, they're a little bit smaller. They're starting up anywhere from you know, 100000 to $5 million a year in total revenue. So they're the smaller type operations. They don't have a full system or, or team in place yet, and they're growing. They don't have the ability to, to keep some of those software platforms that are charging a significant amount per month. This solves that problem, and we help bring those leads in the door very, very quickly. The second lever is recovery. So we did response. Now we're going to do recovery, which is the fact of like a lot of home service companies, they go out there and they do quotes and they do estimates, whether it be flooring, roofing, HVAC, um, window repair, whatever it is. They go out and they may have, let's say they have five or seven appointments a day. Sales team may close 30, 40, they're really good 50% of them, right? The rest of those leads tend to just kind of go aside. They weren't closed on the spot. 
Um, maybe there's like one quick follow-up, but a lot of the times those leads don't even get a follow-up message from the sales staff. So because the sales staff are, are tend to be dropping those things, we can come in and we can help the business owner identify quickly which leads are potentially actually interested in that quote. Life gets in the way. You know, I've moved a couple of times recently in the last couple of years. I know, especially in you know, a moving scenario or you're, something's an emergency, you want to get a, a result really quickly. And if you're talking to that lead and you're following up with them, you're more likely to get a yes than no. We save about 10% of all the leads in the missed estimate process that come in the door that we do follow up with. We call it our MERP program, our missed estimates recovery process that reactivates those dead leads and boomerangs them back in to the business. The third lever is reviews. I came and exited out of a reputation management company, so I brought that back in, the software. And this is the other lever that any business can pull, right? Any business can ask for reviews. We built a process to generate anywhere from 15 to 25 question to review rate, right? So feedback request, not the feedback coming back in, but an actual review being left online. Because of the way that we built our system, it's very easy and streamlined for the customer to have the ability to send a quick little text back in and based on the reply, be asked to leave a review. Because we're doing it on a mobile device, doing it through SMS, and we have a, a process that we built around it, we can quickly and easily identify all the positive respondents and right there on the spot, send them to go leave a review on Google, which works anywhere from 15 to 25% of the time, depending on the type of the business that we're working with. That may seem a little high for folks in the reputation space, but if you're doing it in the right way at the right time, you can actually get those numbers that high. Normally, I would say to a business owner, I wouldn't promise those. I'd say probably 5 to 15%, 15% on a really good day. But I can tell you, I've got the proof that we've actually gotten over 26% with this by using it with recent customers that we knew we were going to get feedback from using that process. The fourth lever is after you've got the positive review, you go and you ask for the referral. It's all built into the system so that we have the ability to track who's done the referral why, you know, and what uh, contact information they have and who they're actually referring to the business because referred customers have a higher chance of close and a higher lifetime value overall or any other customer that comes into that business. So when we tie in those four levers, we're able to generate revenue quickly through our lead engage software where we're working with those small business owners to generate that revenue quickly. And we teach digital agencies how to actually go out there and, and do that by generating revenue for themselves, as well as for the client that they're getting. And between just the reviews and the response and the recovery levers, we have ways to get your foot in the door um, or ways to generate revenue quickly for those business owners that actually may pay for the entire service just by one attempt or promotion by either generating them new reviews or bringing in that debt revenue with our MERP process. That's one of the great, powerful ways for us to get our foot in the door with new businesses say, hey, look, I can generate you my budget with just one promotion the entire year. Would you be interested? Have them say, yes, get my foot in the door, and then prove that our system works. We've now generated that business revenue. We're now a consultant. We're now a friend. We're somebody that they're willing to work with because we actually equal money to them. They're not just showing it out to us in that process. Do you have any uh, case study type? results from some of the um, businesses that have been working with this system? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So we've got a home remodeling company. A lot of them are in the, in the MERP and, and the reviews space. 
Um, so actually, and, and the response lever, the, the referrals lever is relatively new in the last quarter or so. So we don't really have a lot of true case studies with that. So with the response lever, since we've been able to turn that on, we've drastically increased the number of calls anywhere from 20% upwards of 200% for some of these businesses. And you're probably like, wow, how does that happen? Yeah, that's well, what great. we've done is we've turned on the get a quote button, we turn on the chat button. Those capture the attention, we connect to those, so we're responding quickly, but because those are available during a Google search in the local three pack and they've popped up, now anybody can do that, but when you're now responding to the customers, you're getting higher quality connections, Google's seeing that you're having conversations with these leads that are coming in, you're getting rewarded, you're ranking higher, more people are seeing you, it's a snowball effect. So we've actually seen with the response lever by turning those on and then connecting to them, We've seen a significant jump for anywhere from you know twenty percent. I think it was eighteen percent was one of them off uh, hand to two hundred plus percent, which means that we're we're generating twenty five to forty more calls per month for that business. Even if just a handful of those calls make it into the sale, that's a, a huge impact for that. It's a home remodeling company that does windows. That's um, a big win. Another one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. It is a huge win. Right, um, a building company that does uh, building. We did the Merck program, the Missed Estimates Recovery program. We brought in um, six qualified leads out of the initial messages that went out. Um, three of them set appointments. One of them closed, and it was a sixteen thousand nine hundred something dollar um, overall sale. So just one lead over what essentially was a dead pile of business. We rehashed them, put them through the process, um, and then got them to do the follow up. We got a quote for three of them. One of them actually closed. And if you were to charge, even if you were charge $1,000 a month for that business, if you were an agency, you could actually, after one or two of those, put that business in profit if you were running this cycle every two weeks to 45 days for that, for that business, depending on the type of business that you're working with. So essentially, we could pay for ourselves for the entire year with just one sale of the Merck program. And you can even do that upfront for us. Um, another big one, reviews. I just talked about you know how we get some big results for this. A mover had 27 clients in, in a two-month period. Uh, we sent out 27 text message uh, requests for feedback. We got 19 replies. 18 were positive. One was, uh, I'll get back to you. I haven't unpacked yet. Of that, seven left um, positive reviews online that we were able to track and know that it was coming from those individual folks because other ones are coming during that time. So that makes it was a 26% request for feedback to a review posted online rate, which is well above any industry standard from there. So we know that we can get that higher depending on the industry, that niche. That's a very personalized niche because they're coming in and you're moving all their stuff. You're spending a couple of days with that company. They're just not in outside repairing your AC and, and disappearing in an emergency or underneath your sink as a plumber. But because it is a little bit more of a personalized niche, we were able to get the results very, very quickly from there. So those are some three good examples that we used that were recent in the last year that are just on the top of my head that I always talk about between the response, the recovery, and the reviews levers that you can pull for one of those businesses. One of the things I like about that program is that it's pretty easy to get it rolling. Once the business owner decides they want to go for it, 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 you know, it takes what, maybe a day at most, depending upon who yeah. the agency is and how quickly they respond, but it can make some dramatic uh, impact in a very short amount of time for the business owner. Exactly. And if you are familiar with the system, you can do it even faster than that. You just need the appropriate data or connections um, access level wise 
for, from the business. And, and that's something that you can do either over the shoulder on a Zoom, or you can work with them um, depending on how you need to work with them to be able to get everything up and running. The next question I want to ask you is, what do you find most rewarding about your business enterprise over the years? I, you know, it sounds like working with small business owners is important to you and agency owners who are basically small business owners as well. Mine is seeing the agency. I mean, you've seen this in, in some of our groups and stuff. Like seeing the wins, like knowing that, that you can do it, and you can get going, and getting the feedback of like, "Oh, it worked!" Like, yeah, it worked. Like, it was built to do this. Um, or to see like the aha moment of this wasn't as hard as I thought it was. Um, like, like there was no secret. There, like, it just you just needed some idea of like. This is the one or two tweaks that you need to make. Um, or if you just do step one, two, and three, the solution or the end result is going to be X. And they actually do step one, two, and three and get result X um, and go from there. And I've had some really successful students that have come on board and have helped me then come back and, and, and give them back. But I also have plenty of students that come in. They do well for themselves and they just kind of disappear. And you wonder what happened. Then you find out that they got busy, which is actually a nice thing to know because that means they're doing well for themselves. Right. Yeah. I found that a lot of people just get in their own way and overcomplicate things and overthink things. So I know that's yeah. one of the things that I've learned through working with you a little more closely is you're like, just do it, man. <laughs> Don't, you know. Yeah. And I think I learned that back from my military days of like, we used to create all these big complicated mission plans and all that stuff. And it's like, it's even like, it involves out of like football too. Um, like the simple plans that anybody can understand and follow quickly is what works because in a crisis, in a split second scenario, you can't go down your decision tree, 50 things. And it's like, Oh, if this happens to that, look, this is the basic simple plan it's going to work. It's going to hold up because everybody knows what it is and everybody can execute it. When people start getting confused and there's too much involved into it, then it just doesn't work. So for a lot of our stuff, it's, hey, agency owner, learn how this works. Your clients and your businesses that you work with do not want to do this. That's why they're hiring you. So you need to learn how it works, how to connect the simple stuff and then run it for them for the first time. And then you got them locked in. And that's the way I teach things. Talk to me a little bit about the whole COVID thing, the pandemic. How did that affect what you do with your agencies and with businesses? Um, if you ask my wife, she'll tell you my life hasn't changed. Um, except <laughs> I, don't get, I didn't get to go out to dinner for a couple months. Um, and obviously, I didn't get to travel for about a year and 15 months or so, um, whatever that restriction was. That was the biggest thing for me. Um, we did make some huge pivots in our business based on businesses being shut down, um, uh, operating only as like takeout only or, or not in person. Um, for me, it actually started to grow because of the software tools and, and the offers and things that we have for our own business because we were working with home service companies. When more people were at home, they're using their plumbing more. They're turning their AC on more. They're thinking maybe they're going to renovate and resell their house or they're going to you know, pull out equity out of their house and, and they're going to build their dream house because now they're stuck in it for you know days or weeks upon end, depending on where you are at, right? Um, so for us, we were actually able to work with a lot of businesses that we can positively affect 
um, and help them through that process because they were seeing a, a boom. They were seeing a 200% year-over-year growth in some of the major industries in the home services space. Now, as we've come out of COVID, we've continued to maintain our, our pace and the overall uh, growth for our company because as lead costs go up and the, qual- and the, co- and the quality of leads t- tend to start going back down, again, the cost of acquiring a lead or getting a conversation going with a lead has gone up. Google's been uh, raising their prices in most of the niches. It's going up about 19, 20% overall across the board from like 80 plus percent of all the verticals, like if I'm like right in my head um, on those numbers, but it's it's highly important where in some industries, especially like in the home service space, it could be over a hundred dollars per lead coming in the door. So you need to make sure that you're responding to them right away. They're not going to the competitor or they're not going to a different site, but you're engaging them, having those conversations then. For some reason, they don't close on the spot. You're re-engaging them and then working with your happy customers or any of your customers to find out the feedback that they're happy to help them regain new customers by leaving your reviews online and marketing your business with you through activity on the Google business profile. So the new reviews come in, people see that, hey, look, this work, this person is actually being active online and then asking for those referrals. That all boils into my core four because as we came out of COVID and we were seeing that the business needs, everybody always obviously wants to keep their costs down as low as possible. When the advertising cost gets up, the value of that lead gets higher and the urgency to close a higher percentage starts to creep up. So business owners are looking for ways to do that. And we have a solution that allows them to respond quickly find the dead leads, reinvigorate them, boomerang them back into the business. If they are a happy customer or they're a customer on the back end, ask them for a review and then come back about two weeks later and ask them for the referral. We built an entire marketing system around that because of what we learned over the last couple of years. So it really affected me in a way where I pivoted my business to find the solutions to the, the key factors that really made an impact um, for these types of businesses. Now, I talk a lot about home services because that's where I was for the last year, but everything I'm talking about could be and has been expanded out, except for maybe like a missed estimates program um, to almost any business that, that that's actually out there. Well, that could offend, you know, uh, be an event venue for wedding receptions or, yeah, you know, those types of other businesses, movers, I guess. That's not really home services. That's a, but that's one that you mentioned also. Um, interesting. Okay. What would you suggest to business owners? I mean, for example, with the MERP program, how many, I don't know if you have a good feel for this, but are there very many businesses out there, especially in the home services market that actually follow up on their proposals that they've sent out? It's surprisingly low. Um, we normally when we talk to the business owner, they're like, Oh, yeah, our team does it. But if you go and look, if you really dig in, they're not doing it. They're, they're got the new leads coming in. That's the, that's like the exciting part of the business, right? right? Oh, I'm so excited. Here comes a new lead. Okay. But you've got somebody you already talked to that knows who you are over here that actually may want to buy something from you. You just have to ask. So we automate the ask. That's it. Right. Hey, are you still interested in, in what we have? And then if they say yes, we follow up. Um, we let the business owner know. If they say no, then you know you don't have to waste your time following up anymore. You've got the solid answer of no. 
And that's just not somebody that you want anymore. And you don't waste that time. So you're only talking to qualified leads or in- interested prospects at that point. Right. Because a lot of those people maybe you know, life got in the way or they had another emergency they had to deal with before they wanted to get back to this other project. So, yeah. And I, I would imagine that, um, you know, they've done all the hard work on that. They've done the estimate or the proposal. They just need to like say, Hey, what do you think? You know, are you going with us or someone else? Or you decided to do something differently entirely or what, you know? Yeah. And you'd be surprised the number of people that just don't do anything. They just, they just work on the next one to come in. It's like you're literally sitting on a pile of money that you're not doing anything with. Yeah, the follow the, the money is definitely in the follow-up with that type of a situation, I know. Well, what would your recommendations be to um, business owners as far as their marketing? Um, what do you find that most business owners maybe are not capitalizing on as well as they could? And maybe, and I'm sure there are probably some very simple things like maybe making yeah. sure their their business Google business listing is optimized and they're constantly posting some information there, even if they have an assistant doing that for them. And it doesn't yeah, have my, to be my, difficult. No, it's, it's not. The Google business profile is one of the bigger ones. Not, it's actually the biggest. It's the number one digital asset you should have. But I think even higher uh, elevation, big picture wise, I would say, you're running your business. You're not the marketer of your business. Don't wear all the hats. Find an expert to do it for you, right? Just because you know, like, look, I know copywriting. I know website design. I can't do all of that. And you're literally a cog and you're holding up the whole, you're blocking the system um, in, in that case, right? Mm-hmm. Figure out what you really do best for your business, whether it's running employees and staff, financing, going out there and doing the quotes yourself. But I'm sure it's not, you know, creating your Google business profile for your business and or running your traffic or your ads, right? Find the expert that, that, that does that. And um, you don't necessarily need to even hire in-house. You would find an agency that can help you, that has the tools and the services from there that will do a couple of key things. You need to find somebody that can help set up and optimize your Google business profile for you because that is the number one thing that you need to have as a digital uh, asset for your business. That's it. Right, it connects to your website, it connects to your phone number, it connects to your reviews. Um, it shows people where to go to find you. Um, you can do the quote, you can do the chat, but there's so many things that that Google business profile does for you. But that is the number one asset. Okay. Um, the next thing from there is know who you're going after. Right. So if you're HVAC, if you are a roofer, okay, yeah, we're going to repair roofs or we're going to go in there, we're going to reinstall windows. But when you start speaking to the individual, like, are you doing, you know, high-end luxury homes, um, or you maybe you're a realtor that's doing, you know, middle, uh, lower income type homes, right? Depending on where you're at, or where you want to drive to, because um, thing this is ten minutes away, that's an hour away, right? I live here in, in Cabo San Lucas, where some realtors won't come to one side of the town versus the other, um, just because they don't want to put in the drive or the effort. So knowing who you speak to and who your clientele are are going to be very, very clear because. Your website, your message, everything on your Google business profile, your products and services and your offering to also include your pricing boils down to the, the avatar of the customer that you have. And then know who you're going to serve and who you're willing to serve it and why you're serving them, right? Your mission statements and then what you stand for as your as core values of, of your company. When you really boil those down, those can get across your Google business profile. An expert can help you kind of create those if you need be. But at the end of the day, 
you need to have a Google business profile and somebody helping run your marketing team. That's those are the big things. And I would say, even if you are a student of marketing, you're buying products and services and, and learning how to do ads and things like that, you shouldn't be doing it. You shouldn't be running it yourself. You shouldn't be sitting behind a desk in a computer all day figuring out how to turn on an ad. This should be your job. Your job should be to run your business. Go out there, get quotes, manage your teams, take your sales force, ask them why they're not doing what they're doing, not being behind the desk. I think a lot of business owners that I've found in the smaller 100 to 1 million, maybe 500 to 5 million range are trying to do too much because they're trying to save on a budget. Obviously, do it within your, your budget and, and talk to the person that you're going to work with of like, hey, this is what my budget is. Uh, and here's why. See if you can find something um, within reason with them. But if you start doing it all yourself, you wind up getting yourself into a bad situation where you're not actually growing the business. You become the marketing team for your own business when you're not actually out there working on the business because you're too busy doing the little in the weeds stuff that's just going to keep you busy, but it's not actually going to grow. Yeah, I know a lot of business owners get caught up in that. And it's ironic because uh, you know, if they had a plumbing issue at their home, the first thing they would do would be to call a plumber to help them with that as opposed to try to do that themselves. But when they do it for their own business, they decide they don't want to spend the money and it's probably, you know, making them lose money overall without, you know, asking for that help. Um, I have one other question for you. Uh, and sure. I don't know, I know in the internet marketing world, um, one of the big topics lately has been AI. Mm -hmm. Have you been um, using any of that in any of the systems, tools that you've put together? I Like we were talking about uh, Google business profiles, yeah. um, you know, some of those things I can see where there would be um, applications for doing blog posts or maybe having videos produced that you post nice. on your profile that so, AI can help with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yes, in short, I am using AI and I'm playing with it um, to, to run a couple of tests and, and just see what I can get out of it right now. I would say as a business owner, you can use it um, with, with caution. And there's some places that I would use it very, very heavily. Um, when I say use it with caution, your blog posts, your email copy, if you're writing marketing to, to your businesses, uh, to your um, businesses list of subscribers, I use it as a great first draft. I, I find it to, I give it some prompts of write me an email to discuss this topic in this voice. I want it to be this long and I give it all the commands and then I hit go and I see what I like. If I don't like it, I give it some more commands until I get something close. I then take it and then I edit it, right? It's a great first draft. Where I use it very heavily is actually in the Google business profile. So when I started doing products and descriptions, um, I did it for one or two of my clients. I did a live over the shoulder of it. One was a gym. One of them was a market. My, my, one of my marketing agencies um, as an example. And what I did was I went in there and I just went in and had the AI write me a description about a certain level um, in the gym or one of the class, kids class or adult class of one of the martial arts that this gym uh, uh, teaches. And it doesn't need to be anything of the kind, like most people aren't even going to see it, but I needed to fill in that content to check the box. So this allowed me to get the content up and running. It made sense, put it in there, and then I moved on to the next thing um, from there. I have some websites that I need to build. I can get some good chunks of content to get my good first draft going, telling you what the project is, you know, what my business is, 
Um, if you were a home service company, actually any small business can say, hey, write me you know, this or a blog post or an article or you know, a pain um, and, and resolution um, piece based on X, Y, and Z for my vertical. Give me five main bullet points to discuss with a strong call to action um, to call our company to resolve the problem quickly. And then I, hit, I would hit publish and, and see what it actually gave me. And then I would edit it from there. You might be surprised with, with the quality of the first draft that you get. Um, from that point forward, I would, I would take it off AI, edit it myself, but at least get myself started from there. Yeah, it's easier than staring at a blank screen. <laughs> it is. And you get it in 10 to 15 seconds. So for me, yeah. it's efficient, right? So energy management and efficiency as a, as a fighter pilot. So I know that it's not perfect, but it gets me going and I've got momentum. Right. That's, that's the big thing. Yeah. Great. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. Well, I appreciate your time today, Jeff. Um, and you're sharing all of this information about your business and your background and the products uh, that you worked, have worked on over the years, et cetera. Um, and again, wish you continued success, which I'm sure you'll have with us my wishes. But um, again, greatly appreciate it. And thanks again. Oh, it's my pleasure. And thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Bright Ideas for Your Business with host Amy Blaine. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we'll see you on the next episode.